This is the Restoring Eve podcast with Rachel Nichols. I am a woman's hormone specialist, business mentor, trauma-informed hypnotherapist, and transformational coach. I support women in the holistic restoration and embodiment of their feminine design, mind, body, and soul. This podcast is a portal to support you in the reclamation of the juicy life of overflow that you were created for. We will be diving deep into wellness, embodiment, femininity, soul-led business, and so much more. Let's begin. Hello, love. Welcome to another week of the podcast. I am so excited to share this beautiful conversation with Charlotte with you all today. Charlotte is incredible. She is a beautiful mom. She is an entrepreneur and she has walked herself through healing herself from Hajimoto's, which is something I'm really excited to share with you and really hoping that it inspires so many women. Um, just remembering that we have everything within ourselves to heal and our body really does long to heal. And sometimes the difference between, you know, stepping fully into that diagnosis and really looking the other way and realizing that you are worthy of more is just that. It's just stepping into remembrance and being willing to face the parts of you that are in resistance, that are in pain, that are still carrying stories and narratives from your past, willing, being willing to transform them to look at them, to hold them, to lovingly ask yourself questions of curious non-judgment rather than turning to a quick fix or, you know, a pill or um, some sort of diagnosis and clinging onto it for dear life. There are so many options within yourself to turn your life around. So this is going to be a really exciting episode to share with you guys. I hope you love it. Um, send me a message on Instagram. Let me know how this resonated with you, how this impacted you. And I can't wait to see how many lives this is going to transform, especially in this world where so many women are being diagnosed with autoimmune diseases right now. And like I said, the power is yours to transform your life and to reclaim your health and to step into vitality. Enjoy the episode. Okay. Well, I'm so excited to have you here, Charlotte. I've been like so excited for this episode. And as you know, we've been like kind of trying to coordinate it for a while. So I'm just happy that we're both here and we can have this conversation with everyone. Yay. I know. I'm so excited that we finally made it happen and I can't wait to share some of my wisdom with your audience. Me too. I'm so thank so you so much for having it. me. Yes. You're so welcome. So to kick us off, I'd love to share who are you? What do you do for everyone who doesn't know who you are? Well, um, <laughs> I have been on the online space since like 2010. Mm -hmm. And I started my journey as a health food blogger back in 2010. And that's when I started building my audience and I guess sharing my journey online. Mm -hmm. And at that time, I was um, healing from Hashimoto's. So I had a very health and food centric Instagram in the really early days, all about healing from Hashi's. And since then, of course, it's been like 13 years now, and I've had a lot of different iterations of myself, but where I find myself right now is um, I'm first and foremost a, a mother. I have a four-year-old and... Um, I have another baby on the way. I'm 30 weeks pregnant. So in this episode, you might hear that I'm short of breath because I'm measuring four weeks ahead and the baby is just really pushing on um, my lungs, I guess. <laughs> um, 
but I am a mother, I have a partner, and I have a business. I've always been an entrepreneur. Um, I've really never worked for anybody else. Wow. Um, straight, straight out of college, I um, had a food blog and a wellness blog that I just spoke of. And then I was a food photographer and stylist for many years that transitioned into all sorts of commercial and um, personal photography. So everything from shooting cookbooks in the wellness world specifically, um, all the way to weddings. So just um, really using my skills there. And then I did human design readings for many years, which is such a passion of mine still. Um, and today I now own a brand called Honey Dove and it's a clothing line for ever-changing bodies. Um, everything we do is with natural fibers and it's all very luxurious and it's meant to ebb and flow with your body changing. So really like creating styles that can um, fit a variety of iterations of yourself. So whether you're um, newly pregnant, you know, about to give birth, postpartum, maybe you're not a mother at all. Um, it's really the clothes are made to ebb and flow with changing bodies, which I've experienced a lot of mm -hmm. um, throughout my journey with Hashimoto's and then becoming a mother and all of that. Um, so it's kind of like a core collection of essential pieces based on vintage patterns that just really look good on everyone. Yeah, um, they're amazing. I was just sharing with Charlotte before we hopped on. I have a couple of her nightgowns that I am obsessed with. Like they're absolutely yeah. tried and true, like my favorite thing to sleep in and even just like lounge around the house because they're like, I don't know, they're so flowy. I love the material is like incredible, mm -hmm. so breathable and like light. And then I feel like they're pretty sexy too because they're like totally. Pure. So it's like, it's, really both, it's definitely mix. like, yeah, it's a blend of like really romantic feminine as mm -hmm. well as cozy and functional. That's totally my vibe in life in general. Mm -hmm. um, and I really believe the clothes that we wear help us to either embody who we are or who we are becoming. Mm -hmm. And really that's what I'm designing for. And, you know, through my healing journey, I've really deeply connected with my feminine side. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's really, that really comes out in, in um, what I put out. So yeah. everything's kind of made for, you know, to, to accentuate your feminine femininity as well as just make you feel good and cozy at home. So yes, I love that's that. what I do now. Mm -hmm. I spend my days, um, you know, being a mom to my daughter, Birdie, I spend a lot of time taking care of myself. That's why I wanted to have my own brand is because the freedom to spend my time any way that I want is one of my primary values in life. I really think time is just, it's everything for us. And so um, getting to kind of flow with my own energy and dictate how I spend my days um, is why I created the business that I created. And so, yeah, mother, designer, partner, um, house tender, all of these things. Yes. That's amazing. Who I, am. I love that. I didn't realize that you had a background in all those things like photography, really mm -hmm. cool to learn that you've never really worked for someone. I think that's amazing. Like such a self-starter. Um, mm -hmm. 
so that I think that's incredible. Thanks for sharing all of that. Cause I was going to say, yeah. I mean, like, I feel like anyone who's listening to this podcast and knows you from Instagram knows about Honey Dove Vintage because it's just, I feel like it's just such an iconic brand <laughs> and also Thank little you. birdie and your beautiful life yeah. and your family in Oregon. Um, I certainly just like love being a part of it and like soaking up your guys's like joy of your little family. Um, but I really wanted to talk about today, as you know, is your journey with Hashimoto's because I know this is something that so many women are navigating through right now. Um, even with a diagnosis of hypothyroidism, wondering if it will get to Hashimoto's and just wanting to get more clarity there on honestly all of it, because I've experienced my own hormone issues in my life. As you can imagine, I was actually diagnosed with endometriosis and went through mm. a really long process of probably going to be kind of similar as far as like going to medical doctors, finding out that there was like no cure with, you know, air quotes and then yeah. healing myself in my own journey. And I'm assuming yours is very similar, but I would honestly love to hear each part of it. So maybe we can just start out with like, what did this look like at the very beginning? Totally. Yeah. And I just want to echo what you just said. It's like, I remember 10 years ago um, when I first got diagnosed, I felt like I was the only person mm -hmm. out there. I was like going through a, a lot of grief at the time being like, I can't believe I'm 22 years old and I have this condition. And none of my other friends at the time had autoimmune issues. Mm -hmm. um, interestingly yeah. enough, um, those friends that I was living with at the time, actually all three of them have now been diagnosed with Hashimoto's wow. and other autoimmune diseases. So it's just amazing to see like how rampant mm -hmm. autoimmunity has become. Mm -hmm. Like every, like I'm talking to friends constantly now that are, or just, I shouldn't say friends, but like contacts that are reaching out to me like, hey, I just got diagnosed with X, Y, and Z. Yeah. So I just want to put that out there that like, wow, this is, you know, so widespread now and affecting so many people and women. Mm -hmm. Um, but I was diagnosed back in 2000, 2010, 2011. Okay. Um, I had, I was in college at the time. I was a um, tennis player playing D1 tennis at the University of Oregon. Um, so I was really like burning my tank, so to speak, energetically. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, I was, you know, playing tennis four to six hours a day, going to school, lifting weights three times a week, doing ice baths, like very kind of like masculine approach yes. to my life at that time. Mm -hmm. um, it was an amazing time, but I was really, really depleted. Yeah. And, um, honestly, there were a lot of symptoms happening. Um, cystic acne, inflammation, pain in my back, reoccurring injuries, um, feeling kind of like bloated and puffy in my face, mm -hmm. those sorts of things, despite being like a very high level athlete. Mm -hmm. And it was actually just at a random doctor's appointment, like, you know, just a checkup um, that I was able to get through the athletics department um, when the woman's health doctor um, had like felt my thyroid and she was like, oh, wow, like your thyroid is really inflamed. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, no, um, it definitely like really triggered me when she said that. 
um, because my mom died of cancer when I was 11, which is actually a really important part of my um, wellness story because that really ties into my Hashimoto's. Um, but it really triggered me like, cause she said, well, you need to go, go in to get a CAT scan or an MRI. I can't remember exactly what like the test is, maybe an ultrasound. I think it was an ultrasound. I made sure it wasn't cancerous. Yeah. So I was like, oh my gosh, this is so scary. It triggered like a lot for me and brought I up bet. a lot. And so I, I actually never followed through, or for a month, I didn't go to this appointment because mm. I was so scared. And I remember she kept calling me and leaving me messages like, we really need you to go get this test done. Um, oh my gosh. It's really important. And yeah. I just wanted to ignore it and kind of push it to the side. But finally, mm. like, the fifth message she left, I was like, okay, I need to go do this. Mm -hmm. So I go get this, the, um, you know, visuals done on, on the thyroid and it's very inflamed. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's, it was what is called a goiter, um, which is just an enlarged thyroid. And there was, it wasn't cancerous at all, but they said, okay, you have an enlarged goiter. Like this points to Hashimoto's Mm -hmm. or thyroid disease. And so they sent me to get my labs done and then get the labs interpreted by a doctor. And my antibodies for Hashimoto's were like in the thousands, which they, they should be under, I think like a hundred. Don't quote me on that. I don't, um, like follow the numbers and everything so specifically now because I'm healed actually. Yeah. And I don't have antibodies, but it's something like under 150 or under, you know, something around there. And I was in the thousands. So this was actually really alarming for them. I mean, I'm 22. Yeah, sure. mm-hmm. um, not only was were my antibodies all over the place, but um, like the T3, the T4, the TSH, is that right? Thyroid stimulating yeah. hormone. Yeah. Um, just like not just like slightly out of range, like beyond, Wow, like scary. Um, so that being said, that really started my health journey mm-hmm. in a very focused way. Yeah. I had been extremely interested in health before then. Mm-hmm. I was an athlete. My mom had died of cancer when I was young, mm-hmm. um, which really propelled me from a young age to be super interested in nutrition and wellness. Um, so that's always been a part of my life since I was like an adolescent, because I was like, well, if my mom was so healthy and she, she was very healthy, um, like I need to go to this like higher level. Yeah. I need to be a little more extreme about it. Like this Mm -hmm. is serious, you Mm -hmm. know? Yeah. Um, and so that diagnosis really, catapulted me into a wellness journey. Mm-hmm. And when I found out it was actually psychologically so alarming for me that things got a lot worse before they got better. Um, because the stress and like, yeah, the f- what I felt from being diagnosed and the fear and the stress, it really negatively impacted my labs further. I'm sure. Um, Cause that's what was like, really, I mean, I feel like stress is one of the leading causes of hypothyroidism. hundred percent. Yeah. Yes. And so I went through this big journey of really taking on the identity of a sick person. Mm-hmm. And that's such a 
um, process I think a lot of people in yeah. autoimmunity go through. They're like, I'm sick. Mm-hmm. I, you know, am this or that, or I can't eat this. Mm-hmm. I can't eat that. Like all of these like restrictions and identities that ultimately I actually found to be really harmful. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, And like more health impactful. Like the thing is like, I feel like so much of our culture, honestly, even the way you were describing like you, when you were like doing tennis of like ice baths and like working out every single day and like all these things of like wellness, actually a lot of the time are inducing so much stress on our bodies because we're women. We're not men. We were created differently. Our hormones are way different. And a lot of the time I believe my opinion like ice baths, things like that are actually going to cause so much more stress in our body and actually be way more inflammatory in the long run for our health. I agree completely. I mean, looking back at that whole thing, I mean, everything's really intertwined for me. So Mm. like I went to this extreme level of fitness to kind of like escape sitting with the grief that I had just from losing my mom. Of course. I I became a very like kind of extreme person, um, which I probably felt like, yeah, like the outsourcing stability sort of, of like, okay, well, I can't control this and this was awful. So I'm going to try and control this outside body. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like all of these things. Mm -hmm. And Yeah. You know, it really catapulted this journey. I went gluten-free. I went paleo. I went AIP. I continued to try to work, like work off the Hashimoto's like Mm -hmm. weight that Mm -hmm. I was feeling. Um, and really experimented with so much. And, um, it was during that time, I think like I had a a real job for like six months Mm -hmm. and, I was just like the worst employee ever because my energy was <laughs> yeah, so probably all over so the place. Low, yeah. I was like, wow, I can't do this. Like I have to work for myself so that when I'm having a really good energy day, I can work. And, you know, when I'm not, I can rest. Mm-hmm. Um, but really it was a very long journey of, you know, like trying out all the diets, mm-hmm. um, deep diving into wellness and being like, oh my God, do I have Epstein bars? That the reason? And like really mm-hmm. just going so deep into like all of these reasons that this could be presenting yeah. and um trying out medication, you know? There was That's so what I was much. just gonna ask you. I was like, did you yeah. like what was your experience like with like Western medical doctors? You know, it's really interesting because I know that a lot of people really struggle to get a diagnosis and like, that was not my journey. Mm -hmm. And my journey was more Western medicine being like, you're in a really compromised state right now. Like we need to figure this out. And so at one point I did try like three different medications and they actually all made me so much worse. So And that's my personal, that's my personal experience. Mm -hmm. I can't say, you know, that I know that thyroid medication helps some people. It definitely does. For for me, it made my cystic acne worse. Mm -hmm. Um, I got even more puffy. I had even more joint pain, more fogginess. Like I, that was really the point where I was like, there's something deeper going on here. And, you know, and we always see 
clearly in retrospect, I just see that this was part of my healing journey to figure out that there was a deeper emotional root to my Hashimoto's. And I really think for me and my journey, that was the takeaway. Mm -hmm. Um, What I later learned was that the thyroid um, holds your grief. Yeah. And um, I think that's in traditional Chinese medicine. Yeah, it is. And it wasn't until I healed my grief from my mom dying, which Mm -hmm. I had held on to for you know, at that point, 15 years, you know, Mm -hmm. by the time I was like, or 14 years, by the time I was 25. Um, And around age like 24, 25, I went through a breakup with my long-term boyfriend of seven years. And it really broke open my heart. Yeah. And I'm always like, so grateful to him and that experience because he totally broke my heart open. And what happened was I was like, Oh my gosh, like I was grieving the end of our relationship, but I was like all this grief from childhood, my mom having cancer. And I, I also like went through that with her because mm-hmm. she had it like when I was eight, nine, 10, 11. Wow. And it just all came out. Mm-hmm. And this was all happening when I was actually like 24-ish, 25-ish, somewhere around there. And I was living in Copenhagen, Denmark. And I love astrology. I really resonate with it. Mm -hmm. And Copenhagen is like where my Pluto line goes through. Like, I don't know what that means. (laughs) right on it. And Pluto is just like, when you're living on a Pluto line, it's like all the shit is coming out. Okay. And it kind of like shakes things up so that, a new foundation can be created. Mm -hmm. And, um, I really, I called that like my soul trip and I was there for several years. So like two years, but, Mm -hmm. um, I really just did a lot of grieving when I lived there, a lot of grieving, a lot of rock bottom moments, a lot of really ugly moments. Like, and I say that in the best way. I'm curious. Did you move there after your breakup or were you there when the breakup happened? Um, it was kind of all blended together. Okay. All together. Yeah. He actually wasn't, he was Danish. Okay. But he wasn't living in Denmark. Okay. It's just like, he, it's kind of, it's kind of funny, but I am just so connected to Denmark. I've lived Mm -hmm. there in past lives. I've been Danish and he, he was like my conduit to this soul place of mine in this lifetime. And I really feel that like we were together so I could, like, I would have never probably gone to this soul place Mm -hmm. um, without him, but he was living in England at the time we were long distance and Mm -hmm. it kind of all happened at that time. Okay. And so like I had moved there as we were still working things out. And then when Mm -hmm. I was there, we were like in the midst of our breakup and after seven years together, I mean, it took me like a solid two years to, Oh yeah. That's a long time to really process the breakup and then Mm -hmm. process the grief. That was like, there was a deeper layer of it. Totally. It's interesting how these really challenging moments of life can be like portals to process through past emotions that we perhaps didn't process through. I feel like sadness and anger are two emotions that can be so repressed within the body and like perpetuating symptoms within the body that I see in my practice all the time. Both of those emotions creating these like hormonal imbalance symptoms. And then once they can actually be processed through, 
I always say that's like 70% of the healing, you know, only like maybe like 30% is related to like lifestyle nutrition. And a lot of it is really related to the emotional energetic sides. So I really agree with that. Mm -hmm. It's pretty crazy because I went through this, um, like very deep healing journey for those two years that I was there. And then August, I want to get my dates, right? (laughs) August, 2016. I had a turning point. Hmm. Um, I felt like I had done my healing. Like I had grieved my mom. I was like, this is complete. And I actually was like, I'm ready to go back to Oregon. Hmm. And this was after like trying to get a visa, trying to become basically like a citizen there. Like I just loved being there. Mm -hmm. But then I, I really felt that I had processed so much. And I had almost like an instantaneous moment. I was like, I'm ready to go home. Mm -hmm. And I booked a flight and I kind of thought, well, maybe, you know, I can always go back. And I came back to Oregon and I kid you not, it was within like three or four weeks that I feel I had a miraculous healing. Like I returned to this land that I'm on now, Mm -hmm. which is so constitutionally correct for me. It's such an aligned place for me. It's like such a healing place for me. I got back here. I lost like all of the Hashimoto's puffiness, which is really just like water weight. Yeah. But it it can be like 10 to 20 pounds, Mm -hmm. which is crazy. Um, like I just kind of like returned to my body. Yeah. Um, my body reflected my health back to me and I kid you not, like I have not dealt with hormonal issues, Hashimoto's, my antibodies went all the way down. My thyroid came back into balance. I want to say when I was in Denmark, I was not getting labs, um, done as frequently, but still like I would get labs like every six months, but at a certain point I had to kind of let that go. Um, But when I came back here, I got labs done probably like six months after and Mm. everything was restored. Wow. It was like the most interesting experience. And like every single day since then, I'm still in gratitude Mm -hmm. to like be balanced in my body to have had one successful pregnancy and full birth experience and like be in the position I am now where I have another baby on the way, because, you know, that can be really challenging when you have Hashimoto's. Oh yeah. Um, you know, I went through my postpartum period with my daughter, Birdie, like I didn't have any issues with anything that would even like lead me to think I had a thyroid issue. Mm -hmm. Like I remember like postpartum, like my hair was getting thicker. Wow. Like it was crazy. Um, and yeah, just every day I'm so grateful for my health because I know what it's like to not have my health. And Mm -hmm. there were moments in my journey, which was like a fairly long journey. You know, I would say like my symptoms started probably around age 16 diagnosed around 20 you know, finally kind of healed mm-hmm. around 25, 26. Right. Um, and 
yeah, like, you know, I've been bedridden. It's really challenging. Mm -hmm. I've been very depressed from having a low thyroid. I've had a lot of water weight. I remember like living for years with cystic acne on Mm -hmm. my jaw. Mm -hmm. I haven't even had a single like blemish in Mm -hmm. since I was 26. That's so incredible. So incredible. Such an amazing story. And also just such a good reminder of like the importance of emotional healing, which honestly think there's so many people in the world who would so much rather take a pill than look Mm -hmm. at their like emotional stuff that they've been repressing. But I think it's so inspiring and yeah, inspirational to see that we really do have the power to take our health into our own hands with a lot of emotional awareness. A lot of the time, even though that's scary, we get not only the opportunity to heal our physical state, but also our emotional state, because I'm sure that through this experience of letting go of grief, not only have you experienced like more fullness in your body as a woman, but you've also probably experienced a lot more fullness in your life mentally and emotionally. And like with joy and your capacity for love is probably greater because when we hold space for the dichotomy of life, like the sadness, the anger, the grief, whatever the heaviness is, those more like complicated emotions. I feel like we increase our capacity as well for like pleasure and joy and like all these beautiful things that you get to dance in now. A hundred percent. Yeah. Like it, if I was going to share anything Mm -hmm. for people on this journey, it would be like, yeah, like there's some basics like food, sleeping well, like tending to your close relationships and your stress levels and not over-exercising. Like there's like, like it's like that, you know, mm-hmm. those things are important for yeah. sure. And then like the rest of it is like doing your emotional work. Yeah. And that's really like 70, 80% of it mm-hmm. is really confronting the truths of your life. And, you know, it doesn't always have to be like, something really big happened in your life. Like, you know, my mom dying, like that's very significant. Mm -hmm. Um, but it can be like ancestral grief. It can be collective grief, like Mm -hmm. whatever it is that kind of needs your attention. I really now in retrospect, look at illness as just an invitation to deepen with yourself. I love that. Yeah. I think like, what a gift, like it really in retrospect was such a gift. It's given me the gift of perspective, the gift of knowing how to take care of myself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the gift of expansion and creating space in my own body. Yeah. Like you said, there are just so many things that, you know, there's so much beauty in challenging situations. And that's how I've always looked at anything challenging in my life um, is like, I know that there's just treasure waiting to be found in whatever you're going through. Yeah. So true. And the difficult times of life is where we really find those like pearls, Mm -hmm. but it's hard to remember when you're in them. So hard. And yeah, I think in that, in that, in those times, it's really important to like lean on the people in your life who are there for you. Yeah. Have that community. And I love that. That's one of the things that you mentioned. And yes, maybe it's like 20% of healing is like these little things that we all want to be doing so that we feel like we're doing something we can control. Yes. The things that we can control of like what we're eating and like, like you said, sleep. And I love that one of the things you mentioned was community, because I think that we Mm -hmm. don't talk about that enough, to be honest, especially in our culture. I think other cultures do quite a lot more than we do, but remembering that, that like family, whether it's, 
you know, non-biological or not, is one of the most important things that we have as a part of our healing journey is, is that community around us. For sure. And just like what's coming to me lately is just the importance of community in wellness in general, like mm-hmm. whether you're sick or not, whether you're a mom or not, just like community support is everything. Yeah. I love that. It's a very big focus in my life right now as a mom. So mm-hmm. the community aspect. Yeah. Like having deep friendships and deepening mm-hmm. with my friends and um, like leaning on family and mm-hmm. um, yeah, these sorts of things. I love that. I think that's also so tied into like our, our emotional awareness and like emotional mm-hmm. intelligence as well. If today's episode has really served you and you are yourself navigating through maybe a diagnosis of hormone imbalance, of Hajimoto's, of hypothyroidism, endometriosis, maybe just really crappy periods, whatever it is, I would absolutely love to welcome you into my signature luxury experience called Vitality. The doors are open right now. It's only going to be open for a little bit longer. And this comprehensive course and group program really does hold all the secrets to transforming your hormones, your skin, and your vitality at the root so that you can really finally live the life that you were created for. This experience is a hybrid of really everything that I offer within my practice created to breathe life into your being and bring you deeply into the remembrance of your feminine design. If you were interested, please just send me a DM on Instagram. Let me know and we will chat then because I mean, we can only like open up to someone as much as we've opened up to ourselves. And so it's all very much connected. I feel that vulnerability with community is so tied to our relationship with ourself. Mm -hmm. Definitely. hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Wow. What an incredible journey. So do you feel like there was any physical things that you were doing during that healing time that really were pivotal for you? Or do you really feel like it's just like 80%, like really, really just emotional in your specific journey? I would say that in my journey, what I can say is that the physical things that I do now in my life mm-hmm. to maintain my health are everything. Yeah. Like my rhythm and my routine and how I tend to myself um, now is so important and fundamental. And it was the same things I was doing back then. Okay. Though back then it was kind of like, I felt cycling like, okay, like I'm do. this is the baseline of what I have to do to be well. This mm-hmm. is the very baseline, you know? So absolutely. Like, I don't know that I could have healed I wouldn't have had the space to process my emotions and Mm -hmm. my grief and, and deepen in that way. If I hadn't been eating well, prioritizing sleep, you know, not like having any substances, Mm -hmm. like those things are really important to me and not over exercising, not engaging in like relationships that aren't nourishing to me. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot that goes into it that is still very relevant for me in my life. Mm-hmm. So I think like, yeah, those things are so important so that you can be supported in being able to show up to process yeah. your emotions. You I know? love that. I think that that's a really good like paradigm shift as well, because I completely agree. Like the routines are there to create like a heldness, like a framework so that you feel safe enough in your body to do the work. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, it's such a partnership between the two and, um, you know, did AIP heal me? No, Mm -hmm. didn't. I was AIP for years. I -hmm. photographed two cookbooks, you know, about AIP and Hashimoto's. Yeah. It didn't heal me, Mm -hmm. but like, did it work kind of 
together with other things? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, there is a big part for me though, of like leaving the identity of a sick person behind, um, and reducing like the restrictive nature of living that's been really healing as well. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I think there's a balance of like, joy is such powerful medicine. Yeah, I agree. And so rigidity feels like the opposite of joy to me. Mm -hmm. And so anything that feels rigid in my life, like things that have rules or um, things that are absolute no's, Mm -hmm. like, I think I didn't feel that that was supportive to me. Totally. I always describe it in my practice as like mind, body, spirit healing. And when we talk about the spirit, that's always about joy. I'm always like, if there's yeah. something that brings you joy, I'm never going to tell you not to have it. I'm like, I have clients who are literally like, I, I've had one, I had one client who was like a diet Coke girly. And she was like, I'm not giving this up, but I can change everything. And I'm like, great. <laughs> like awesome. Yeah. Because I just think there's so much like demonizing of food groups of different foods of like all these things that just perpetuate this distrust that a lot of the times we already have in our body, especially as women with chronic health conditions, like, like hormone imbalance, Hashimoto's, uh, endometriosis, like you name it. Most everyone who comes to me is dealing with some sort of chronic health symptom that has already created distrust in their body and this little box that they've been like shoved into. So I agree. I think the more we're like, oh, that's a bad food. Like this is a good food. Like I have to wake up at 6am every day and do my nine step morning routine. Like, oh my gosh, like that's awful. (laughs) Like I'm just like so cringed by that. Yeah. Like there's a part of me now that really has like created a life where I'm like, I do whatever I want when I want. Mm -hmm. And like, that's actually how I want to live my life. Mm -hmm. And I also eat whatever I want when I want, Mm -hmm. but like, I love to nourish myself. in ways that make me feel good Mm -hmm. and so it's like yeah I agree like if a diet coke is bringing someone joy (laughs) I don't like who's to say you shouldn't have that you know like I was gluten-free I was like strictly gluten-free and paleo for seriously almost 10 years wow and I was also such a foodie at that time Mm -hmm. I mean I was shooting cookbooks and yeah like you're in the world felt a little soul sucking at some points to be like, Oh, I can't have that. I can't have this. And Mm -hmm. at one point around that, like August, 2016 Mm -hmm. time when I had my miraculous healing, I pretty much like, it took me another two years to get back into gluten, Mm -hmm. but now I even have gluten and I love it. Mm -hmm. I do high quality gluten Mm because like I respect my body and I don't Mm -hmm. eat GMOs and stuff like that. Right. But you know, it's like, it's brought me so much joy and nourishment on a whole different level. Mm-hmm. Um, I just now live this like non-restrictive life. Like there's no, yeah. there's nothing, you know, I just engage with what I want to engage mm-hmm. with and I'm living in joy every day. And I'm just so grateful for that. I love that. It's such a, such an incredible yeah. journey. And also, yeah, the non-restriction, I think is such a a key component, especially like I said, with these health journeys, like when we're recovering and getting back on track, it can feel really, really easy and accessible, especially in like the wellness culture, (laughs) the marketing culture essentially is what it really is to be like, oh, like if I X, Y, Z, then I'll go back to having Hashimoto's. 
So I think it's just really inspiring to hear from you, especially someone who's really, really struggled with Hashimoto's in your life Mm -hmm. to be like, yeah, like I have gluten and like, I live my life and yeah, I choose high quality, which I think like the heart of that decision comes from a place of self-love and self-trust because you're like, oh, like I believe I'm worthy of quality ingredients. You know, it's not like, oh, I don't believe in my body. Like the heart of the choice is different. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. Amazing. So little last question here, and then we're going to jump into some fun, like rapid fire questions to get to know you a little bit better. But I want to hear about your tips of how to juggle your duties as a female entrepreneur, motherhood, your relationship, because feel like you have a lot going on right now, but I also feel like your energy could not be more honestly calm. I'm sure that it doesn't feel like that every day, but I'd love to hear your tips. A lot of my listeners have their own businesses, um, are married, like have a partner, our moms like are doing a lot of the similar things that you are. So I'd love to hear tips and tricks, like whatever, whatever you got, what are your non-negotiables? What help you? Gosh. Okay. Um, I do feel very calm in my life. I think Mm -hmm. that's like, one of my attributes is like, I'm very, I have a very regulated nervous system. Mm. So um, I think I've worked hard for that though. I feel sounds like it very aligned with where I live. I feel very grounded in my home. I do just want to share that. I think like finding your place in this world Mm -hmm. is so important. And Mm -hmm. I remember when I moved to Bend and I've lived in my home and in this home I'm in um, since I moved here. Wow. It's been deeply grounding for me Mm -hmm. um, to the point where I've been able to like really regulate my nervous system Mm -hmm. and live the life I want to live. Some of my non-negotiables are freedom to spend my time how I want. Yeah. Um, You know, not pushing myself on days when my energy is not there. Mm-hmm. You know, I sometimes have a lot of energy. I sometimes have no energy and that's mm-hmm. just my nature. Yeah. And so I work when I have energy and sometimes yeah. that means 10 hours, I'll work 10 hours um, mm-hmm. in one day and I'll feel so energized from it. Yeah. And other days I won't work at all because I don't have, I don't have it in me. Yeah. Um, sleep is a major non-negotiable for me. I sleep like 10 to, you know, whatever time I wake up years ago, I said, I never want to live a life where I have to use an alarm clock. I've <laughs> never used an alarm clock since I don't book early flights when we travel. Mm. Like I sleep until when I want, which is, you know, with a toddler, like seven 30. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> Let's see, you know, I really prioritize like nourishing myself and my family with um, just like really back to basics eating. Like mm-hmm. I love soups and stews in the winter. We mm-hmm. eat seasonally. Yeah. Um, you know, I source from local farmers. Mm-hmm. I love um, yeah. having meat in the freezer from, you know, a half cow that we get. Yeah. Um, I love like traditional healing foods. So like for my ancestry, like raw milk, raw cheeses, um, like lots of healthy fats for this, um, like mothering state I'm in to give me energy. These things are really nourishing to me. And then I'm a huge proponent of like the basics. Like, um, when I wasn't pregnant, I did love doing Pilates a couple Mm of times a week, 
that's very low impact. Mm. Um, it's my favorite you know, workout I, as well. Yeah. I love Pilates, but also I love walking. Like mm. when I got pregnant, I felt like a primal intuition to stop doing Pilates and just walk. Yeah. And I spend a lot of time outside in the summer walking around the river. I swim. I lay out in the sun with my friends mm -hmm. for hours. Um, I like during the day, like yesterday, I was at the river for a few hours, just getting all that vitamin D in. Mm -hmm. And then I think like something really important for me is prioritizing support. Um, yeah. So I actually have a lot of support in my life. And I think as a mom, if you're feeling kind of spread thin, mm -hmm. that to me is a non-negotiable. Mm -hmm. So I have someone who helps me with my business. She helps me pack orders. Her name's Alexis. She's been with me for three years. That's very supportive there. I have someone who supports us in our home, um, like 10 to 12 hours a week. She does all of our deep cleaning, um, our laundry, like she changes the beds. She's that to me is seriously nourishing support as a mom. Um, so helpful. I'm sure. And then I have a really supportive partner um, and he just shows up for us. Mm. And then, um, you know, another part of my story is that I was with someone else when mm. I had Birdie and mm. we're separated now. Mm -hmm. And I have a really healthy co-parenting relationship with him. Wow. That's and special. now I have my, my new partner. Mm -hmm. And so Birdie's dad helps us out a lot. And That's so amazing. Like today, Birdie's with her dad. Okay. And then she also goes to Waldorf school. So like mm -hmm. creating spaciousness for myself mm -hmm. and support. Like to me, if I, you know, had all the money in the world, I would just get a lot of support. <laughs> I would have someone like helping me with my house every day, like helping with cooking, helping with yeah. groceries. Like to me, that's luxury. I love that. Um, well, it's because you get your priority back, which is your time. Like you've expressed, exactly. like being able to do whatever you want, whenever you want to do it. Exactly. That's one of the things that you get when you hire out and when you receive yes. support. And I think also, I mean, I'm sure that a part of your healing journey, as far as like stepping more into your femininity, like you expressed and feeling more safe in your body, which is very much intertwined, really has allowed you to get to a space where you're able to like take your foot off the gas and receive mm -hmm. support. Cause I think that that can be really challenging yeah. for women, especially women like yourself who are very self-starters, have their own business, mm -hmm. like self-motivated. You had to be that person to get to where you are. However, totally. I feel like oftentimes women that are like that have a really hard time receiving people's support. Oh my god! Like hovering and, and like doing it after them. You know what I mean? Like someone does yes. your laundry and then you're like, oh, I, like they did it wrong. Like I have to do it for them. A hundred percent. Yeah. I think like getting, I could like a thousand percent what you just said. Mm -hmm. And I talk about this a lot with my friends is like getting more comfortable with receiving yeah. support. And also being able to ask for the support that you need mm -hmm. from the people in your life. And I think for a lot of women that can feel really scary. Absolutely. And it's honestly something I'm still working on. And mm. with, you know, this next pregnancy, like I'm needing to deepen into that even more, mm -hmm. like being like, okay, I'm just going to receive here and yeah. receiving can look like, you know, it can look like so many different things, but mm. right now, um, just like imagining my postpartum 
Um, and really being able to like ask my, what we call our whale pod, which is like my close group of friends. I love like, the name. Being, yeah. Being able to like ask them for what I need and also mm-hmm. be willing to receive their gifts of like, can I bring you food? Can I pick birdie up and take her, you know, to the park or like mm-hmm. whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like receiving, it goes hand in hand with softening. Yeah. Which like goes hand in hand with releasing control, Mm -hmm. which goes hand in hand with healing. Yeah. You know, um, which I think a lot of really type A people get autoimmune diseases. Yes. I completely agree. I would say, I would say like maybe 95% of my clients are type A girlies. That's why I'm so familiar with it. And I I honestly am as well. So, and everyone I I see too is like, yeah, exactly. I'm like, I would say I'm like recovering type A. I'm Mm -hmm. a recovering perfectionist. Right. You know, like the happy-go-lucky people, they're pretty good. You know, they're healthy. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You know, and um, yeah. So I think like receiving, softening, like autoimmunity can like in ways is so linked to like softening into your femininity. Yeah, exactly. And having that like shell. Yeah, 100%. So kind of tying on to what you were saying, when you think about hiring out, this is another question that came up for Mm -hmm. me. How do you decide what you're going to hire out? Like, how is that clear for you? And like, what would that process look like? Did you kind of think about, okay, what do I not like doing or what was it like? Yeah. So I'm very business oriented. Like I've got an entrepreneur mindset Mm -hmm. and I've been that way since I was really young. Um, So that being said, you know, for me, I think when I'm thinking about what I want to hire out, I think about what do I not enjoy doing Mm -hmm. and where do I need to like focus my genius energy? Yeah. So like, what am I really good at? I'm really Mm -hmm. good at, um, like in my business, being the visionary, doing the social media, Mm -hmm. being the photographer, um, and doing product development. Like no one else can do that. Yeah. Only I can be the, the vision of the brand. Right. So like, do I need to spend my time packing orders? No, I don't. And actually I love packing orders is the thing. I <laughs> get so much joy out of it, yeah. but it's really not a good use of my time right. because it that depletes makes a lot of sense. my like physical energy yeah. and it's like, okay, so you're trading packing orders, but you could be doing product development exactly. and marketing. You only have so and much so, energy. Exactly. And mm-hmm. just like, being informed about my human design has Mm -hmm. been so foundational to figuring out what to hand off. Mm -hmm. Um, so like in the business world, I think about like what I'm a genius at Mm -hmm. and everything else has to be handed off. So like I actually have two people who work for me, um, here in bend. And then I have like my team, you know, also realizing I can't sew everything. So my team's going to do that. Someone's going to pack orders. And then um, also like what's depleting me, mm-hmm. um, customer service, mm-hmm. I'm horrible at email, those sorts of things. So I handed that off to another girl who thrives with that, you know, she can work from her house and do that. Mm-hmm. So in business, it's a combination of like, how can I just maximize my genius energy and pass on the rest? Mm-hmm. And then in my home, it's like, what do I not like doing? Yeah. I don't like doing our laundry. That makes I sense. I don't like deep cleaning the bathroom. Yeah. And it's actually not like, if I were to do that, it would take me all day, mm-hmm. but I could have just like 
created huge growth in my business or started a new business or whatever. And so I've found it to be incredibly valuable to hand off the things I'm not good at in my home. You know, I love to cook for my family, Mm -hmm. so I I wouldn't hand that off. But for some people, if that's their stress and trigger point, Mm -hmm. maybe that's what they would do. Maybe they like doing their laundry, Mm -hmm. you know? So I think just figuring out like, what's depleting me and do I have the resources to hand it off? And one thing I'll say is that I hired this woman to work in my home, like basically a full day and a half a week. Mm -hmm. And when she first told me her raid and, you know, I was just starting to get, get going with her. I was like, Ooh, like this is pushing me. Like this is like a quite the investment Mm -hmm. per month per week. And the amount of time that she has opened up in my schedule. Yeah. I mean, just the hours that I can work and put into Mm -hmm. my company have more than paid for her service. Right. I believe you. That's the thing about investing is like, I try and describe this a lot because it helps me as a, you know, entrepreneur and knowing like when to hire out as well. And also encouraging people to invest in my life as you're always investing, like no matter what, whether you're investing your money or you're investing your time. But if you can start to play with that a little bit, you can start to have like a bigger ROI. And that's exactly what you've had. It's like, you've had maybe in that moment you were like, Ooh, like this is kind of pushing me. But also there's this experience where like that push feeling, like that expansion feeling can hold so much more space for like your time and be like, wow, like I honor my time more. And then all of a sudden your time is going to be more productive, which is so interesting. But there's like a dance there when we are willing to invest in ourselves. I feel like our capacity increases so much. I agree. Yeah. It's been like, it's been seriously such an upgrade to pass off things that are depleting. I mean, I'm looking at ways now for like how I can do that more, you know, totally. especially as I enter this especially postpartum. With like postpartum. Yeah. I would, I yeah. can imagine I don't have children yet, but I would want to do that as well. As far as postpartum, especially because I just feel like it's part of me. You really just want to try and rest as much as you possibly can, which means hiring out as, mo- totally. as much as you can. A hundred percent. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, hopefully that answers that question. Yeah. I loved it. I loved that how, how organically we got into that. Cause I feel like that's so helpful yeah. and definitely mm-hmm. something that comes up for women a lot and also giving people women specifically the permission slip to be like, Hey, it's okay. Like you don't have to do everything. I don't know why we think that we need to. <laughs> Yeah. And, and the best part is for me is like, I get so much more present time with my daughter and yeah. I'm just like obsessed with spending time with her. She's literally my best friend. I'm like obsessed and with her just from following you on Instagram. Is, she is the cutest little thing. She's just ridiculous. Like <laughs> the things she says to me, she's so kind and like, it's too much. Um, but it's like, I just want to maximize my time with her and mm-hmm. I don't want to be stressed out. And, right. um, Yeah. I think like a lot of moms can probably relate to that. Like, Mm -hmm. thank you to Michelle who helps us with our home because I get more time with Birdie. Like yesterday, instead of cleaning my home, Michelle was here and Birdie, Robbie and I were at the river, like on a really long walk and watching the sunset. And I'm just like, we were just like in awe. We're like, we're so blessed and lucky, you know, incredible. Yeah. You're lucky, lucky. Cause you created that yeah, for yourself right, right, and you're open yeah. to receiving it. So it's, it's yeah. all, it's all that internal shifting, mm-hmm, but that's incredible mm-hmm. that you get to soak that up. 
So I want to hop into little rapid fire questions. Okay. So no right or wrong answer. Just the first thing that comes to you is good. Um, so first question, what is something that you're very into right now? It could be a hobby. It could be literally Ooh. anything. You know, I feel like for years and years, I've been manifesting the opportunity to get into like remodeling and building and um, working on our home, which I've owned for a few years now, but couldn't ever really wrap my head around um, like how to upgrade it because it just wasn't in my wheelhouse. Like I had the vision, Mm -hmm. but um, I didn't. I don't have any skills and I manifested (laughs) my partner. Who's like an incredible builder. Wow. um, Amazing aesthetic, extremely hard worker. Mm. And we've done like the kitchen behind me. It looks beautiful. And um, the downstairs bathroom. And he's Mm. like completely doing our deck right now as we speak. Um, I love that. And so honestly, I'm just really into um, upgrading our home and like the investment Mm the financial investment that comes from that. I think like Mm -hmm. that's also intertwined with just being really passionate about like money and being a woman growing wealth Mm -hmm. and understanding how to play the game basically and investing in my home and making investments in my business and all of that. So I I would say like, I'm really into that right now. It's been Mm -hmm. really fun just to witness like, you know, to have an idea and then for it to come to fruition. Totally. Um, the before and afters. Like, yeah. To be awakened to like what a process, like even the bath, the doing a downstairs bathroom, small bathroom is like, oh my gosh, the amount of work that goes into that, yeah. you know, cause I'm just like, snap my fingers. Is it done yet? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, no. A process. So I have a, a more realistic view. So we're working on our home right now. That's a huge focus of mine. And then I think like when we're done with this, we're going to buy something else and start working on that. That's amazing. So exciting. Um, okay. So let's see, what is the next question? Next question is what is your guilty pleasure? And I know that that is an interesting Mm. thing to say, but I know that you like really nourish yourself. Well, quality ingredients, like all the things when you're feeling like, Oh yeah, like this is my, this is my guilty pleasure. What is that? That's a really good question. Um, I would say I love like clothes and beautiful handbags and Mm -hmm. my guilty pleasure is splurging on those things for myself. I love that. That's amazing. Anything recently into mind. I think that's a good Um, one. You know, I, um, with fall coming, I'm just super excited about, um, like being pregnant and also just adding some special things. So I've got my eye on just this really beautiful, I love like ethical and sustainable fashion mm. in small businesses. Yeah. And so I love this brand Lindquist that mm. makes gorgeous handmade leather bags out of Rhode Island. So beautiful. I'm planning on splurging on a little red bag. Fun. Oh, I love like it. A, a new Baba sweater mm-hmm. um, for oh. the fall and um, just a few dresses from my favorite lines. Yes. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I love that so much. I think it's cool that you get to like pour that energy back into brands that are similar to yours. I mean, ethical, totally. like amazing, amazing, um, like textures and qualities of yes. their fabrics. Like I For just think sure. that's incredible, um, like ecosystem to be able to have your own brand and then also like hold space for brands that you love as well. 
it's such good energy. I feel like I feel that way in my space as well as a coach is like, oh, I feel like investing in coaches is something that feels really nourishing to me because it's like the cycle, you know, of like totally growing and like perpetuating this like industry, which is something that you're so passionate about with your own brand. So I love that. For sure. Yeah. It's great to just like support makers that are similar to what I'm doing, but have a completely different product. Like I don't do knitwear or leather. Exactly. And so I'm like, oh, you guys are making incredible stuff. Exactly. It's so exciting. It's fun. I would say like, like beautiful objects are definitely my guilty pleasure if I had to choose something. Totally. That makes sense. I'm curious. So I'm changing the next question. What is your sun, moon, and rising sign? So I'm a Gemini sun, Aquarius moon, and Virgo rising. And it's like, I love the combination because I'm Mm -hmm. a Gemini, like so scattered, inspired, like Mm -hmm. kind of sparkly energy. And Mm -hmm. then I just love my Virgo rising because it helps me get everything done. Mm -hmm. And my Aquarius moon, just like I have a very open mind and um, open to all sorts of people and experiences. And I just, I'm really like at peace with the combination. I love that. That's amazing. That makes a lot of sense. I have a Gemini son as well. Love. When's your love. birthday? <laughs> May 23rd. What about you? Oh, um, June 18th. So okay. we're like on, you're like on the Taurus cusp. I'm on the Cancer cusp. Yes. We're on opposite ends. Okay. Yeah. I love that. Um, yeah. What is a Hajimoto's myth that you want to debunk? Ooh. That you can't heal it. Like you can't, I think that's, hopefully that's I the... answered that the right way. Like they you... say that you, you can't heal. Yes. You okay. So ever... <laughs> oh my gosh. Let me get my words straight. They say that, you know, if you have thyroid antibodies that you'll mm-hmm. have them for the rest of your life and you'll mm-hmm. likely have to get your thyroid removed mm-hmm. and mine went away. So, so amazing. Okay. I love that. You can heal. You, you can, can heal. heal. And then my yeah. last one, what is your favorite wellness trend right now? Oh, um, probably like the, Ooh, that's a really good question. There's a couple. <laughs> you I can answer however. Bone, I love that bone broth is having its moment. I've yes. been doing that for like 10 years. So I love that. I love mm. that the vegan moment is like way on its way out the door. <laughs> yes. Same. Um, I love that like Pilates and low intensity workouts are having their moment. Mm-hmm. I think it's really important for women. Definitely. I was an over-exerciser for sure. It's Same. absolutely like very negatively impacted my body and my mind. Mm-hmm. And um, lastly, just like this soft girl yes, vibe of totally. like softening and just this trend of seeing people like really like become more connected to their femininity. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, I love all I of those, those answers. Are all of those. Yeah. All such good things. That's a fun question. Yeah. Yeah. I like it as well. Okay. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for everything. I know this is going to help and impact so many women. So many women are struggling with their thyroid, honestly, hypothyroidism, Hashimoto's, honestly, also just our addressing of any chronic condition as well, being rooted in the nervous system, in the body, as far as repressed emotions are concerned. So your story is so inspiring. I'm sure it will inspire so many people. So thank you for being so vulnerable and sharing everything with us. I really appreciate it. Yay. Thanks for having me. I'm glad we finally got to make it happen. Me too. I'm so happy about it. 
Before yeah. we get off, I would definitely yeah. want to ask you, where can everyone find you? Oh, cool. Okay. I'm on Instagram, Charlotte L. DuPont. So I'm not going to spell that out. Maybe you can put it in like <laughs> I'll the link notes. it in the show notes for sure. Yeah. And then tell and then us where we can find your brand. My brand is Honey Dove Vintage and it's a very Instagram centric business. I always say it's like a very millennial business. <laughs> I do you know, marketing straight on my Instagram. Mm -hmm. And then I have my website, honeydovevintage.com. And those are the places you can find me right now. Amazing. Okay. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Bye. If today's episode served you, please share it on social media and leave a review. I would love to hear from you on Instagram at restoring.eve or head to my website, restoringeve.com to connect and apply to work with me. Until next time, I'm Rachel Nichols, and this is Restoring Eve.